Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It is your daily dose of Donna. Today is Friday, June 2nd. We have made it. We have made it to Friday, you guys, everyone. Thank you, Lord. We have made it to Friday. Even though it was a short week, it still felt like, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Well, for me, I feel like everything is a lot right now because if you guys are new to me, I am Donna Bowling. I am so excited to be here. I do a daily talk show, Daily Dose of Donna, Monday through Friday. I go live on TikTok. I have a Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. I have a whole community of dosers. Welcome. We talk all kinds of things. We talk pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip. I mean, we really just talk Scandaval, let's be honest, for the last month or two. Like, it's really just been Scandaval. Uh, welcome to all of you new people that are here. Thank you for following. And YouTube, you guys killed it yesterday with my episode about Heather McDonald and Bethany Frankel. You guys really did a solid. That was a great performing episode. So many new subscribers. I am so close. As of right now, I am so close to 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is not easy, you guys. 4,000 on YouTube is is very – like. I think it's really hard to grow on YouTube. Right now, I have exactly 3.94 thousand subscribers. I'll tell you exactly. I have 3,944 subscribers on YouTube. So that means I need 56 new subscribers on YouTube to hit 4,000. And I really want to do it by the end of next week when I go to my on my trip. I would love to hit 4,000 subscribers. That's really fun. Um, oh, gosh, you guys. Okay, first of all, I have to shout out the prime sponsor for Daily Dose of Donna. It's Ilia Wines. If you are craving a rosé or a light white Moscatel Macabeo, which is like a Sauvignon Blanc, it's it's crisp, it's perfect and refreshing, or maybe you're looking for a Roble Red, which is a little bit more of a you know sophisticated taste while you're having your dinner and your steak, maybe you're feeling like a little beer, a lovely beer, Ilya.com comes right to your door. It is designed in New York and bottled and made in Spain. This is a beautiful selection of wines and you can use the code DAILY20 for 20% off. I love these wines. I am savoring them because I don't want to open them because I need them for you guys. So I'm just ordering more. Um, everyone I know that has Ilya Wines has loved it. So thank you so much for being here and supporting me and supporting Ilya. Female-owned. We love our Layla Joy. She's the CEO. Okay, you guys. What can we talk about today? We have so much little things to talk about. So I was saying right before I started that, like, you know, Fridays are always kind of like random rants. And the reason why is because – there's no big reality shows on Thursday nights, right? We had Monday, we had Summer House. Tuesday was Real Houses in New Jersey. Wednesday was VPR. Last night was really nothing. I did watch Selling Sunset. I'm trying. Thank you for subscribing on, on um, YouTube. Uh, I Okay, so many like comments are coming in, but I know that YouTube gets mad when I go <laughs> back and forth. So I'm going to stick here and then I'm going to hit up some comments in just a minute. So... Last night I watched Selling Sunset. I have not watched like three of the seasons, four of the seasons. I am so like just 
coming right in in this last season because everyone, including my my top lover of the world, Jeff Lewis, has told me to watch. And I will tell you, you don't need to watch any other season. There's really nothing you need to know. It is, it's basically Vanderpump Rules. You just jump right in and you know exactly where you are. Where I am right now, it's episode one or two. Chriselle is just like coming out with her new relationship with G Flip. I believe that's her name. Um, and they're all wearing ball gowns. They are wearing top of the line ball gowns, like corsets, um, you know, shiny. They're wearing jersey reunion dresses to an open house. I understand it's a TV show, but like, guys, I live here in Los Angeles. Like, I'm minutes away from Beverly Hills. I'm in Sherman Oaks, which if you watch, um, you know, any of those kinds of shows, it's really so close. And there's million, 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 like $10 million houses blocks away from me. So it's a beautiful neighborhood. No one dresses like that. I mean, people don't dress like that, right? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, What's going now? It's a TV show, so I understand. But when you go to those broker opens on the episodes, right? So, um, <laughs> on the broker opens, this one broker open that I was watching, it was episode one or two when Chriselle finally gets to see Jason Oppenheim. He's like the the owner of the real estate agent. But they're so dressed up, all the girls are just like stunning, and they're taking shots and drinking champagne. And the best thing to do on those kinds of episodes are watch the people in the back like the random guys and girls that are in the back that are actually, I think, just going to Brokers Open and it happens to be shooting for Selling Sunset because they're not mic'd. They're just there and they they look normal. They just look like normal, right? It's so it's so interesting to watch. So anyway, I watched that and that was it. I, I spent a lot of time on TikTok dissecting TikToks about Vanderpump and the reunion part two because – Here's something that I, you know, now I can't remember if I said it live on the show yesterday or if I said it in my like TikTok after show, but yesterday on the Peacock version, uh, what's her name? Raquel Rachel talked about the fact that she wants to come back. She says, I hope I'm asked back. I hope I can. What do you guys think now? We're on June 2nd, okay? Friday, June 2nd. Usually, the show starts taping in the summer, right? That show is a summer show. Yeah, it's usually July the show starts taping. Do you think that now watching Raquel acting as devoid of emotion, and I had a TikTok that went a little bit, you know, it, it blew up a little bit yesterday, and the comments were crazy. People think Raquel is medicated. She, They think she is on the spectrum. I said that so weird. On the spectrum. On the spectrum. <laughs> on the spectrum. They think she is um, coached heavily by Tom. They think she is dealing with trauma. And so she's like a shell of herself. I'm going to tell you this. This is what I think. No, I didn't send out a text on it. And I, I'll explain why later. I think, I don't think it's medication because Unless you're on like a severe horse tranquilizer or something, because I am, I'm on um, an antidepressant. I'm on a very low dose, but I'm on an antidepressant and I still feel things. And I can guarantee you that half the show is on an antidepressant. They're all feeling things. So I don't think it was that. It could have been like heavily, like what, like Vicodin? Like what are we thinking medication wise that would make her feel that way? I don't know. I think 
I think there's like, uh, I mean, this is just alleged. This is just my own feelings. This is absolutely not. I think there's like literally a, a screw loose. Like I do think she has sociopathic, uh, tendencies. And I know a lot of people are on my, uh, TikTok live kind of believe in the same thing. Like there's something I don't think that, you know, a lot of people are like, she, she just doesn't care about those girls. She doesn't care. I actually don't think that that's the case. I think she actually like, I don't think she recognizes the severity of the situation. Does that make sense? Maybe that Deanna dissociative personality disorder. You know, I don't have, okay, so let's talk about this. One of my, one of my girls, Mandy said, and we have to remember she was abandoned as a baby. So from what I remember about Raquel as a kid and like, we need to have a 60 minutes situation. Like we need a, you know how they do those like deep dive podcasts, like true crime podcasts. We need like a seven episode podcast on Raquel. We need to like interview the, we need the Randall scandal. We need the scandal scandal on Hulu. From what I know, her mom let her be raised by her mom's sister, okay? So I don't know if it was that the mom couldn't take care of the the daughter. You guys tell me if you guys actually are aware of the story because I don't want to say this wrong, but I don't know if the mom just couldn't take care of her or what exactly happened, but the sister is the one that took care of her. Now, from what I've heard, Raquel's family is wealthy, that they have financial wealth. My situation when I was a kid, if you, if I, if you put the things that I went through as a child and my husband, for example, you guys all know Lance, and this is like not a traumatic, sad podcast. This is a happy, fun podcast. But this, if you put these things like on paper, the things I went through as a child, you would be shocked that I am like a normal human being right now, right? My husband as well. Like you would just be, wow, it's amazing that you got through all of that and you're still where you are right now and you're still happy and you're still positive and you're still energetic and whatever. Can we always blame childhood trauma on bad behavior? I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I'm not a mental health professional. I am just someone that I don't believe like, I don't believe it can always be attributed to childhood trauma. However, however, if she does have some sort of mental challenges, whether it's like dissociative disorder or narcissistic tendencies or bipolar or this or that, like or maybe she's on the spectrum. Like who knows? Those are all things that can be attributing to her behavior now. Now, a lot of people are getting offended. This is not your, wait, am I frozen? Half of you guys are saying I'm frozen. Half of you saying I'm not. Um, You guys are saying uh, that we, you know, a lot of you are saying that it's possible that we have, um, you know, no, well, we don't have really a say. We don't really have a say when we are watching this girl. Like, what are we supposed to say? Um, if she's really struggling, it's not on us. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to actually play the the devil's advocate and say this. She signed up for a reality show. If she is on the spectrum, if she struggles with any of these disorders, this is not probably the first time that this has ever, you know, 
been a recognition of hers. Okay. So if you're going on a reality show and you are not talking about who, you know, what your struggles are, but you're just acting in a certain way, we as viewers are going to seriously just take you at face value. That's it. We're going to just take you. Okay. I have someone on my live. This is the first time I've ever seen this. That is severely team Rachel. Mike on TikTok is literally like 500,000 comments saying like Rachel is a queen. Is that? Yeah, exactly. Is that you, Rachel? Mike, you got to take it down a notch. I don't think we're very pro Rachel in this TikTok live or on this podcast. Now, I did have a moment. I did have a moment where I rewatched the scene where Tom is spiraling. Do you guys remember the scene where he goes and talks to Raquel, Rachel, and he's in the trailer and she brings up to him the fact that she is, <laughs> Tiana, the fact that she is feeling a little bit bamboozled or confused that Tom and Ariana had this romantic, intimate relationship when she was hearing from him that they had nothing going on. And you can see Tom and it does this close up of Tom where he looks like he is in his mind saying, shut the fuck up, right? We're on camera. You can see him with his eyes. He's trying to speak with his eyes. He's trying to like offer telepathy, telepathic behavior, trying to get into Raquel's head, right? Like, why are you bringing this up on camera? Now, the reason why I think she brought it up on camera is that while she was watching the reunion, she had that amazing producer, Patrick or Jeremiah or whatever his name was in the room with him, right? In, In the room with her. And I guarantee you when they were showing the footage to her were- Sheena was saying, Tom and Ariana work intimate, like just as of last month. I guarantee you a producer was like, so Raquel, you know, how does that make you feel? Did Tom tell you that they were intimate? How does that make you feel? And then Raquel was probably like, I'm just kind of confused. I had no idea that they were intimate. And the producer probably said, well, Tom's coming in here. You should definitely bring it up to him. And Raquel's like, okay. I guarantee you that's how it went down. So at that moment, you see Tom in his brain going, oh my God, oh my God, and literally spiraling out because he's thinking in this moment, I had it all under control. I was going to portray that Ariana was a mess and I was going to be this like poor, like I had no other choice. Ariana was going to kill herself. I had no other choice. And Raquel over here is going to be my puppet, right? And she's just going to follow everything that I'm saying. And the second that he tried to cry in the first five seconds of the reunion and got immediately shot down, he started to realize, holy moly, this is not working out for me. This is like spiraling in a bad way. But then when he goes to Raquel, his minion, his number one fan, his his yes man, yes sir, whatever you say, and she starts to say, wait, 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 there's some cracks in this story you've told me. That's when he starts to say, uh-oh. My plan is not going according to, like, my thoughts are not going according to plan. It is spiraling out of control. I need to, like, get a, get control over this. And that's why he, when he walks out, he comes back in. And he's like, I need to talk to her alone without producers. And the producers are like, well, you didn't sign up for the show to get alone time. Obviously, we're going to be shooting every single thing that you do with her because he wanted to go to her and be like, you can't do that. You can't play me off as an ass. You have to play me off like Ariana was horrible and this and this and that. What are you doing? Why are you going against me? Don't you guys agree? 
Um, yeah. So the entire the entire plan here that he and Raquel have been sitting on and just staring at each other with those galaxy lights on mushrooms watching the sunrise in terms of how they're going to come up and talk about things at the reunion, everything's going to shit. And that's why Tom outside was smoking a cigarette and says, I'm blowing it. This was his moment. And he knows that they're making it, – it's not coming off the way that he was in his – it reminds me a little bit of like a trial. Like if you think about a trial and you go into a trial and you assume that, you know, your lawyer, your attorney is going to kind of argue your way into being looked at as, you know, uh, innocent or okay. And it starts, there's cracks, right? Because the, the, the defendant or whatever, the other attorney starts to cross-examine you and you start to, you know, hear from another witness. And all of a sudden your story is like not working out. Mike, you are in the wrong place, buddy. Raquel is no icon. <laughs> like not at all. Mike, I love you, but yeah, you're in the wrong place. Mike is like, Mike reminds me of um, the people that watch my TikToks and then say, why do you care? And then they follow me. I always find that so interesting. If you don't care, please don't follow me. If you care, then welcome. Join the party. Um, okay. So the entire thing is just bananas crazy. And I was, this morning I was at yoga with a girlfriend of mine who is a divorce coach and she herself had an ex-husband who was like a heavily like intoxicated narcissist and liar and cheater and all the things. And I showed her that clip and she's like, this is insane. This is literally like, this is exactly what's happening. Whoever is like coming up with this idea that his story is spiraling. So obviously that is the updates from, from Vanderpump Rules. But you know what I mentioned? Court. And I'm wondering, hey, Shay, they say, hi, DJ Tanner. Once again, it's the day, every day I get the Candace Cameron uh, story. Um, oh my God. Mike, please. And Mike just said, I think she's perfect for reality TV. I can tell you right now, Raquel, Rachel is absolutely not perfect for reality TV. It works because of the story that she's immersed in. But Ra Raquel on her own cannot hold a scene. She cannot hold a conversation. Her story that she's involved in is good for reality TV. But you guys, I want to roll the tape. Like, roll the tape. Before Scandaval came out, this was back in February. Scandaval had not come out. We were on episode maybe one or two of the season. I did a Daily Dose of Donna. I will find that clip. And I straight up said, please never put me in a room alone with Raquel. And this was when Raquel was still like, she wasn't immersed in Sandoval, Scandoval, so we all thought she was like a great person. And I was like, please do not put me in a room with Raquel because I can have a conversation with a tree and I still don't think I can have a conversation with her. She is literally like, she's not my people. She's not my people. I would never be friends with her in real life. And now for sure, knowing this, I, I would stay, you know, she's the person that you can't trust, right? Like people like her, you cannot trust with a 10 foot pole. Throw Tom and Tom in there as well. Those three, I would never ever, who is going to open up to them and like really like be vulnerable and good with them, knowing what kind of lies they can keep. 
this kind of stuff will stick with you forever. I'm sure Raquel will find a new circle of friends. I'm sure Raquel will find her new husband down down the line. I'm sure that Tom and Tom will find wives or maybe each other and they will be fine because there's always going to be someone that wants to have relationships with the the killer in jail. Right? There's always going to be the one woman that's like I will stick by my man like the Duggar family. Right? The jo- the the older Duggar son who, and by the way, I was such a Duggar fan. I'm so excited about this documentary that just came out. I think it's out today um, about the Duggar family. But, um, oh my God. But but Josh Duggar, is that his name? Josh, the oldest one um, that, you know, had all this horrible, horrible things happen, you know, that came out about how he molested his family and then his sisters. And then later, like they found so much, you know, child images on his computer, like awful. And his wife, I support you, honey. I support you. I love you. Shocking. Shocking. There's always going to be that one person. You guys, let's get into the mind of the person that finds out that someone has killed their wife and still says, I want to be your wife, your next wife. (laughs) Yes, women who write to people in prison and fall in love with them. I think there's some sort of, you know, that will be Raquel and Tom. They will find those people that say like, I want to fix you. I will be there for you. I want to be the person that you will, you know, rely on and go to. I I have to figure out exactly what's going on with those people. Like I said, I'm not a mental health. I'm just a, I'm just a normie, just a normie like you guys. Yeah. Mike, (laughs) Mike on my TikTok live will end up with Raquel a hundred percent. If he's not already Raquel. I think I found Raquel, you guys. Everyone's wondering if she's at a facility. No, she's on my TikTok live and she's transitioned to Mike. Maybe Mike is, you know, I don't know. We'll have to see. But on the real, do we think Rage is preg- preggers? Well, Mike, you tell me. Now Mike is having questions. Uh, questions. You tell me. You're her. You're with her. You're holding her hand right now. Um, he goes, I snuck a phone into the facility. Okay, so so do I think Rachel is pregnant? Absolutely not. Talked about this before. Do I think that the big reveal is that she had um, she started her affair earlier than what we know? I think yes, but I think that this big reveal from what we see in the trailers happens in a producer conf- uh, confessional, so in an interview, and it's the same interview when she's wearing that blue dress and she's like, "I don't know, it just like felt so good to have sex with someone who I ha- was already in love with." <laughs> like that weird ass interview. So I think that that is the conversation that they're going to have um, over there. We'll have to see you guys. We're just days out. We are days out. Now, are you guys interested whatsoever in this Danny Masterson trial? Are we interested in this at all? The only reason I am is because of the Scientology side of it. And I'm not going to go into like super deep, but I do, hey everyone, I do think this is crazy shocking that he actually got, um, you know, taken under custody and got a guilty verdict. Verdict, And the reason, the reason why I think it's crazy is because people are so scared of Scientology. I just saw on Daily Mail today that Bijou Phillips, who is, um, uh, what's her name, what's his name's wife, Danny Masterson's wife, is like falling apart falling apart. And the reason why is because I think 
Scientologists in general, and this is, you know, just my opinion, just my opinion, most Scientologists in general are immune. They are, they tend to be immune to any wrongdoing. Like they don't get in trouble. It's the craziest thing. I feel like most Scientologists can get away with so much stuff. And this is like, this is, this is kind of crazy. It says she is treating this like a death. Danny Masterson's wife, Bijou Phillips, was convinced jury would find him innocent in the rape trial. Of course she's convinced because Scientologists have never like gotten in trouble, right? Choose words carefully, seriously. Should I should I put some sort of a like a this is all Donna only in Donna's opinion. This is something I read online. <laughs> now I'm scared. I'm scared. We have to get into this, you guys. I want to get more information. I just like hearing stories when it feels like there is vindication or like when the right thing happens. And that to me feels good, which is why like with the Raquel story, Rachel Raquel, I am, thanks Heather, I am, I want to know that, I want to know that the fact that they got, I'm happy they got found out. I'm happy that they're having to go through this because what they did was wrong. That's it. You know, we all make mistakes, but if you're going to make a mistake on such a high, like heavy level, you have to expect to get some ramifications, right? And I like seeing that. Now, here's something I don't like seeing, and this is a little bit of a left turn. Okay. You ready for my left turn? Here's what I don't like seeing. I don't like seeing, there's a Scientologist behind me. No, no, no. That's a rainbow. That's too close to like pride. Okay. So, so I don't know if Scientologists would be so into that. Um, I have got Scientology stories if we ever want to do. Maybe I do a Patreon episode just on Scientology. Okay, so um, so Jen and Ben, Ben Affleck and J-Lo dropped $65 million cash, cash on a huge home in Beverly Hills. When I tell you that I saw that number and I started to think to myself, I have really done wrong in my life. I have really done wrong because I'm still Donna from the block. I could shake my booty a little bit. I mean, what's a girl got to do to get $60 million cash? Where do you hold that cash? Where does it sit? Where does it sit? Where do you get that cash? Where is it? Does cash mean cash? Like I am, my brain is over that number. Oh no, a celeb fail. Are you telling me the Bethany? Speaking of Ben and JLo, Bethany launched a Duncan paid partnership today. Oh, Duncan. Yes, of course, because Duncan is for the, the, the lower class and the middle class, right? And Bethany is the spokesperson for people that don't, can't spend a lot of money, right? I can't. I can't. You guys, I don't understand $65 million cash. This is something I didn't study in school and I need to understand. You know, I I appreciate them. I appreciate for what, what, them what they're doing. A 60, I, 
if you told me that you had a million dollars cash to put into a house, one full million dollars cash today, I would be like, that's, that's the biggest amount of money. I know that that sounds crazy, but like, I'm just shocked by this. So do you think Daily Dose of Donna is going to get me that kind of money? Oh, Beyonce, 200 million that she paid for her Malibu house, but did she do that in cash? When I watched Selling Sunset last night, there was a big, beautiful home on the, on the hills here in Hollywood Hills. And the woman said, even though this is a, you know, a 10, $15 million house, the guys that were about to purchase it pulled out because you have to pay $200,000 a year on fire insurance. $200,000 a year on fire insurance. That's what you guys don't understand about living in Los Angeles, property taxes. Let me try to explain to you what property taxes look like. How I believe property taxes in California, who, which some of you are real estate agents here. Stephanie, are you still here? Property age, property taxes in, well, I guess Los Angeles maybe is different than California. I'm not exactly sure. Property taxes are um, at... I have to remember exactly what the percentage is, but I know that one of my, one of my friends, he's a real estate agent. Okay. Stephanie, shout out Stephanie timer. She's a real estate agent up in, uh, the Santa Barbara area. She said, just showed a $10 million house yesterday and it's already at three over asking all cash offers. I've done wrong. My friends, I have done wrong. Can we start over? What are these people doing? So my friend, who's also a real estate agent here in LA, he was saying that it was, he was selling a $25 million house and he ended up selling it for cash too. And he said, they're all athletes. Athletes are the people that buy these houses. But for a $25,000 house, he said property taxes were going to be $2,500, $25 million house. It was $25,000 a month in property taxes. Yeah, 1%. So that means on their $60 million house, they're paying $60,000 a month on property taxes. Six times 12, what are we at? Six, eight, nine, 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 six, seven. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math, you guys, but like 80,000, 800. No, I'm not doing the math. <laughs> I'm just shocked over people's wealth. Anyway, crazy money. Okay, you guys, speaking of crazy money, I have to go spend money to go get my hair done. It's Friday. And then we have my sister's wedding this weekend. If you guys have not followed along on Instagram, make sure to follow so I can show you stories and, uh, you know, my dress and all that fun stuff. And then for sure, make sure to join um, the Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. We have five more shows before I go on a three-week hiatus. So I will see you guys then. Um, I'll see you around. Make sure to say hi, share the show, and let's get me to 4,000 YouTube subscribers, okay? I only need about 50 more YouTube subscribers to hit 4,000. Thank you guys so much. See you on Monday.